massive and insightly erection in the middle of the town. <laughs> the mayor has promised a full investigation. In a moment on Radioactive, another edition of Stop That Crime UK. On today's show, a burglary in Sussex, a mugging in Burnley and a stabbing in Birmingham. And that's all coming up after this commercial break. Commercial time. Made down English cider. Made from the finest English apples. Oh, ah. Pressed in the traditional English cider press. Oh, ah. Fermented in the traditional English way. Oh, ah. And drunk by the traditional English tramp. <laughs> Stop That Crime UK. Well, last week, you may remember, we had a police officer on the programme asking you to phone in if you thought that your house might be inadequately protected against burglary. So the first thing we're asking for your help with today is to find the man who impersonated a police officer on last week's programme and who is thought to be responsible for a sudden outbreak of burglaries around the country. Mike. Well, thank you, Anna. Yes, well, uh, after our detailed reconstruction of a car theft in Bolton, we've had literally hundreds of calls from people saying that since the show, they've had their car stolen in exactly the same way. Right. Well, just a reminder of the telephone number, we'll be asking you to ring throughout the programme. 485 I'll just repeat that. And let me rem... <laughs> Let me remind you that if you don't want to talk to a police officer, then you can talk to Martin Brown. And if you don't want to talk to Martin Brown, then I don't really blame you. If you were around, if you heard a sound, if you saw a thing, give us a ring. Just get on the line. Stop that crime. Well, we've been joined today by Chief Inspector Compton of Scotland Yard. Chief Inspector? Yes, I am a Chief Inspector. <laughs> no, I meant, would you like to tell us about some crimes? All oh, right. Hi, kids. <laughs> crime today is a murder in Southwark which took place on Friday last. Now we're sure that somebody out there can help. So we're asking you if you are the murderer, could you please get in touch with us? Good. Well, a fairly straightforward start then. What's your next request? I'd like to hear Paul Young sing wherever I lay my hat. Yes, I don't think we're actually able to play your personal record requests, Chief Inspector. Pity. Well, the next crime involves a hold-up on the road between York and Leeds, and we're asking you, were you around on the night of June the 10th, 1742? 1742. Yep, that's right. This one's been on our books for some time, actually. <laughs> Today's your chance. You can be a top detective. You could be Columbo. If you've got a dirty Mac. <laughs> if you're bald, you could be if you're nothing much, Starsky and Hutch, stop that crime. Hmm, get down. Well, <laughs> Radioactive's team of practical jokers who present our Well, I'll Be Buggered show each week <laughs> have been playing their part in the fight against crime as, surprise, surprise, Mike Flex now reports. Tony Edgeley is a travelling salesman from Telford with a wife and two small children. Now, a friend of his wrote to tell us that he had once smoked some drugs at a party when he was 18. So we arranged for Tony to pick up a parcel containing two pounds of marijuana and deliver it to a man in a raincoat from whom he would receive a sum of £3,000 in cash. 
But little did Tony know that the man in the raincoat was none other than Sergeant Peter Harris of the Metropolitan Police. Let's see what happened. Have you got it? Yep, here you go. Right. You're under arrest. What? Sergeant Harris, Metropolitan Police. Oh, God! Surprise, surprise! <laughs> oh, no! Oh, I don't believe it! Oh, no! I thought there was something funny going Oh, dear. Well, well done, Tony. Uh, Is this all a recording? Yes, here's the microphone. Oh, uh, I'll be buggered. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. I don't believe it. No. So this isn't marijuana at all? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh, yes, yes. Is it? Yes. So, uh, who's he? He's not a policeman, is he? <laughs> yep, yep, Sergeant yep. Harris, genuine policeman. <laughs> what? You're not going... That's right. You're nicked. You're nicked. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, don't make a fuss. Come on. Uh, minute. Off you go, Tony, and good luck with the trial. And thanks for playing Stop That Crime. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop that crime. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Stop it, you'll do time if you don't stop that crime. Stop it! <laughs> right, well, we come now to a dramatisation of a burglary that took place in a shop in Manchester. A chief inspector, if you'd like to set the scene. Right. The curtain rises to show a shadowy room. <laughs> and now hoops in the distance. That light shines on the stage yes. from an upstairs window. Y yes, we can do our own dramatisation, actually, Chief Inspector. I was just wanting you to say a few words about the crime. Ah, right. Uh, well, the crime took place while the shopkeeper and his wife were watching television in the flat above. Any other information? Well, I believe they're watching an Agatha Christie thriller. I'm not entirely sure which one, but we have reason to believe it was the one where it turns out to be the genial housekeeper who did it, although suspicion falls initially yes. on the ambitious young actress. Uh, yeah, yes, I think we're getting a little sidetracked here. Uh, can I play my jingle uh, now? So let's uh, just get on with the dramatisation, which will be performed live by the radioactive drama Rep. Just a word of warning before it starts. Uh, some of you may be rather shocked and upset by some of the things you hear, in particular the appalling acting. At seven o'clock, the thieves broke into the shop by silently lifting the catch on the window. Shortly afterwards, however, they were surprised by Mr. Johnson, who thought he'd heard the faint sound of someone entering his living room. He accosted the two men. Oh, hello, burglars. <coughs> oh, oh, hell, burglars. <laughs> We've come for the money. As you can hear, one of the men had a Geordie accent, <laughs> while the other appeared to be Welsh. Just sit down and don't make a noise. <laughs> Let's just hear those accents again. We've come for the money. Just sit down and don't make a noise. <laughs> Astonishingly bad, aren't they? <laughs> At that point, Mrs. Johnson came downstairs. Oh, my God, it's a stick up the bullies. <laughs> it's a stick up. The bullies. Give us the money from the cash till we've got to go. Give, give us the money from the cash till we've got to go. I haven't got any ready. Money's on me. I haven't got any ready. Money's on me. If you don't give us the duff. The door. Then we'll have to do you up. Duff you up. I've got some loose. Change in the bedroom. 
Mr. Johnson thinks that one of the men might have been called Ted. Right or Ted. He also became aware that he had a tattoo on his left arm. How would you like the tattoo on my left arm? And from something else he said, they deduced that he might have recently come back from a caravan holiday in the West Country. I've just come back from a caravan holiday in the West Country, you know. They managed to blow open the safe. And managed to escape. But the police are still looking for your help in tracking them down. And Radioactive are still looking for an actor who can do a convincing Geordie accent. have heard us reenact a flagrant contravention of society's conventions. A fight or a fault or a theft in a store, a bad misdemeanor that's broken the law. Give us a call, we're in your town. Give us a call, get on down. Don't delay. Call today. Stop it! Boogie. Let's go over to the calls which are already coming in from people who are eager to help us. Uh, yes, hello. Um, I just listened with great interest to your reproduction of the burglary. I think I might be of some use. Oh, tremendous. Uh, yes, I think I can do a Geordie accent. I can also yes. do impressions, you see, just Thank like you. that. That's Bruce Forsyth, you see. Uh, very oh, good. Yes, I'm afraid door. we're not actually oh, an actor's yes. agency, and uh, even if we were, I don't think we'd put any work your way. Oh, uh, anyway, much. we're looking for people to help us solve crimes. Hello, on line one. Yes. Uh, it's about that tattoo. I think it might have been the emblem of the Royal Fusiliers. Well, that's very interesting. Caller number two. I think it uh, might have been a butterfly. Uh, caller number three. I think it was a heart with an arrow through it. Uh, Chief Inspector. Uh, yes, it actually was a butterfly. Jolly good. Well done. Caller number two. Thank you. And you win a set of albums by Dire Straits. Oh. Coming to you locally, wherever you are in the nation. This is Britain First National Local Radio Station. phone calls have come in regarding the reconstruction of the burglary you heard earlier. Mrs. Dorothy Kinsman of Berkshire rang in to suggest that the man called Ted might well be someone called Edward. It's quite a popular abbreviation with the lower classes, she says. So, uh, that could prove to be a crucial clue, or a complete waste of a phone call, more likely, but uh, never mind. Edwin Boyd rang in to say that he'd just returned from a caravan holiday in the West Country, so could one of the burglars have possibly been him? <laughs> called to say that she thought she recognised one of the voices as being that of Mike Channel, whom she says used to be a radio broadcaster in the 1960s. But she's not sure what he's doing now. It's a lovely day today Hip, 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 hooray Cos it's radioactive Stop that crime you can Inspector Compton, I believe you have a few more announcements. Uh, yes, indeed, Anna. We're looking for a man in crew who's been claiming he's an interior decorator. But he's really a thief. No, he's really an interior decorator. Our <laughs> station and crew's got rather run down. We'd like him to give it a new lick of paint. <laughs> for a gardener to come in part-time, actually. Uh, yes, if we could move on to your announcements about criminal matters. Uh, right. Well, our next crime involves the theft of a rare antique Greek vase from a country house in Dorset. Now, this vase is, in fact, the only one of its kind in existence, and uh, as you can see, Anna, it depicts Heracles in the garden of the Hesperides. Yes. And if I just turn it round, you can see it's been decorated by a water pot with mm. two bands. Quite unique, that, as you uh, mm. see, impossible to disguise. And this is the actual vase, is it? Yes, Anna, this is indeed the actual vase. So what sort of help do you need in trying to recover it? 
Well, and unfortunately, we need very little help in recovering it, because we have, in fact, managed to recover it already. So, another success story there for the programme, and a complete waste of time. Yes, indeed. Can I play my jingle now? You don't have a jingle. Can I have one? No. Stop it! Stop it! Stop that crime! Stop that crime. Uh, thank you, Your Majesty. Well, a tip-off earlier this week about a break-in at the National Westminster Bank in central London gave Radioactive an ideal opportunity to help the police trap the thieves. And so Mike Channel, being the only disc jockey without a daytime programme at the minute, since I took over his show, was selected from a short list of one to sit in wait in one of London's oldest sewers. I spoke to him on my new show, which he used to host. Mike, thanks! Hello, Mike. How's it going? Wonderful, Mike. I can't tell you what a joy it is. Hmm. Well, nice and warm back here, Mike, in your old studio. Is it? Yes, it is. So, any sign of the thieves yet? Uh, not really, no. There's a couple of turds floating in the water. <laughs> to go to any great lengths to determine if they're theirs or not. Mm. So, uh, no uh, telltale signs, then? No large bags with swag written on them, no. <laughs> jerseys lying around, no. Uh -huh. A few rats, but they're keeping pretty shtum about the whole thing. <laughs> Probably been paid off, Mike. <laughs> it's bloody funny, Mike. <laughs> well, Mike, can't sit around here chatting all morning. I think you can come back now, anyway. I thought I was supposed to be looking after these bloody bank robbers. Yes, and they've already escaped by helicopter, actually, Mike. What? Yes. What the hell am I doing here, then? Uh, well, we thought it would have been a bit expensive sending you up in a helicopter, so, uh, you know... Anyway, see you later. Have you had lunch yet, Mike? Uh, no, I haven't. Right, I'll just fish it out of the water, then. Bad, bad man Doing things they shouldn't ought to do Shouldn't do that, shouldn't do that Then there's a number you can ring To make sure that that triple swing Just get in touch with us, we'll stop that Get in touch with us, we'll stop that Get in touch with us, we'll stop that We'll stop that wicked crime well, we move on to a kidnapping that took place a few days ago, and we want your help in tracing the man who did it. Chief Inspector Compton. Well, it certainly wasn't me. I'm a police officer. <laughs> I'm not kidnapping people. Of course, but I, I meant... Apart from anything else, I'd have to cut in the rest of the force. Never mind. I'll tell the listeners about it then. Well, the kidnapper has sent in a tape to Radioactive Stop That Crime, which we would like you to listen to very carefully. Hello, now listen carefully to this. I won't say it again. Here are your instructions. I want you to... Testing, one, two, three, this is Martin uh, Brown. Drown out a few new ideas from my show. Uh, is this working? It is the place to leave the money. <laughs> so have you got that? I'll repeat it once more. Leave the money in... Martin Brown. Uh, hi, this is Martin uh, Brown. Uh, no, no, go again. Go ahead. That's the deadline for you to get in touch with me. So there you have it, and that means... <laughs> But the person we're looking for is Martin Brown to explain quite why he recorded all over that tape. This ain't stop that crime, Gambia. This ain't stop that crime, Zambia. This ain't stop that crime, Mandalay. It's radioactive. Stop that crime, UK. Well, from criminal records, we turn to the music of Alad Jones. Not an enormous leap, some would think, and they'd probably be right. But you can judge for yourself now as we hear the latest offering from the Milky Bar Kid of Choir Boys, Alad Jones. I'm walking in the air.
Compton, I understand, has some more information about one or two criminals still wanted by the police. Yes, absolutely, Anna. Chief Inspector Compton. Okay, well, police are still looking for Mr. Mario Darcy. This artist's impression of him shows his head twice the size of his body, his hair bright purple, and a pink geranium growing out of his ear. So also wanted is another artist who doesn't spend quite so much time in the hospitality suite. <laughs> and lastly, a man by the name of John Hardman Daly is wanted for robbery with assault and intent to cause grievous bodily harm. What was he stealing? His four-year-old son's piggy bank. Do you have a description? Uh, yes, it's pink with a squiggly tail. And there's a man. Ring in the... Ah, yeah, he's, uh, he's described as having a ruddy complexion under his sodding hair <laughs> and between his bloody ears. Thank you, Chief Inspector. Thank you, Anna, and uh, it's wonderful to be back in your country. Good. So let's go over to Mike Channel. Let's go over to Mike Channel. Yes, I've already told them. Huh. Stop that crime! Well, much of the hard work in solving a case is done by the forensic scientists, whose findings can give police vital information. In fact, only last week a man was given a life sentence on the evidence of a forensic scientist. That man was, in fact, the forensic scientist himself, who pleaded guilty to having committed the murder. <laughs> but Mike Flex is now with Professor Michael Spitzer, who has been working in this country for Scotland Yard for some 15 years. Uh, yes, Michael. Well, this knife was used in a murder case for which the police have found almost no motive, but I have managed to match exactly the blood on this blade to that of the murdered victim. Uh, so it was definitely the victim that was killed. The dead person, in other words. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. That, that must have been a real breakthrough in the investigations. <laughs> what about the killer, though? Well, by covering the handle of the knife with chalk dust and examining it closely, I've narrowed down the killer to a man who wears gloves. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so, so it's only a matter of time now, you see? Yes, yeah? yes. All the police uh, have to do now is hang around one or two glove shops mm -hmm. for a few days, and I'm sure he'll give himself away by going in and murdering someone. It's time for... Hit it! A own a car phone? Do you make vital business calls when you're speeding down the motorway? If you do, we're here to help you. We operate a 24-hour service specially designed for people like you. Ring 999 and ask for Large Ambulance. <laughs> Free phone Large Ambulance for car phone users everywhere. <laughs> a look ahead to tonight's viewing on Flem's television. At 6.30, Sir Neddy Seagoon goes religious. Harry Seacombe goes to a dull town, does some dull interviews with some dull people, and hopes everyone's forgotten that he once sang the Ying Tong song. <laughs> At 7.30, it's Coronation Street, a true-to-life drama of real people, except for the fact they're the only people in the world who don't talk about EastEnders. <laughs> At 8 o'clock, it's the Albion Market Omnibus Edition, when the cast of Albion Market get together to present Omnibus, one of the longest-running arts programmes on the BBC. At 10 o'clock, the news from ITN that Sandy Gall still slurs his speech. 10.30 and in midweek sports special, live coverage of last night's darts final. And a look ahead to the coming rugby internationals when France face Scotland, England face Ireland and Wales face the fact they don't have a game. And finally at 5 past 12, it's Night Thoughts. A few pleasing thoughts to help you off to sleep from this week's guest, Linda Lovelace. That's all tonight on Flems. When you brush your teeth at night, use a recognized brand of toothpaste. Brush your teeth from top to bottom and rinse your mouth out thoroughly afterwards with clean water. Don't. Use a tube of germaline or swaphemia. Brush your teeth with a Brillo pad and rinse your mouth out afterwards with half a pint of urine. 
That was an insultingly obvious dental health message. When there's no one on the streets, you know they're all listening to their radio. Cause right now, everybody knows it's time for radio and juice. Stop that crime. Well, uh, let's go over to the phone lines where we have one or two more callers coming in. Yes, I'm phoning you about the kidnap of my husband. Yeah, when did this happen? Oh, well, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm just phoning up to say that I'll be leaving his bedroom window open next Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> so we can move on. Uh, hello? Uh, I'm phoning up about a massive swindle I've uncovered. Who by? By British Telecom. Do you know the profit they made last year? It's almost 100... <laughs> We seem to have lost that caller. Yes, I'm in a telephone box and I'm being beaten up at the minute. sorry, don't take calls of a personal nature. Next. Yes, I'm phoning up about some stolen goods. Yeah, what are they? Tape recorders, videos, anything you want, really. A couple of videos, please. All right, I'll leave them at the usual place then, Chief Inspector. All right. Stop that crime! Stop that crime. Well, Stop That Crime UK has its counterpart in America, Stop That Crime USA, which deals with solving the same sort of everyday crimes as we do. Cattle rustling, maltreating the Indians, and illegally killing buffalo. (laughs) Well, almost the same. And in addition, it has pioneered the practice of allowing cameras into the courtroom, which, as we can see from this excerpt, has made almost no difference at all. Will the court now rise? Because it's just... It's Leroy Johnson! Yeah! Thank you and welcome to the state of Massachusetts Supreme Court. And have we got some cases for you tonight. We got a murder. We got a mugging. We got a fraud. And we got an illegal transportation of a minor across the state border. But first, let's hear it for our lovely clerk of the court, Samantha. Hi, everybody. Who is in that box today, Sam? Well, Judge, his name is Joe Dacre, and he stands to lose his house, his freedom, and maybe even his life. Hey, how about that? He's been charged on four separate counts, so let's just hear what they are. Okay, number one. Arson. Number two. Burglary. Number three. Grievous bodily harm. But not least, third degree murder. Yeah, yeah, third degree murder. That is this week's biggie, all right? So let's hear what's up for grabs this week. And this week's sentences include 15 years on probation, 25 years in a state penitentiary, and a star prize, the electric chair, and eternal damnation. You pleaded not guilty on three charges, and you've gone for diminished responsibility on the fourth. That's right. Well, we've heard the evidence for and against Joe, so let's see what the jury say. You nervous, Joe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course yeah, you are. Yeah. Big day like this. Yeah. You might get sentenced to death. You might fry in the electric chair of Janeris. <laughs> right? I'm going to ask the jury to give their verdicts by holding up the cards when they hear this hooter. <laughs> oh. oh, Joe, will you look at that? It's guilty. <laughs> Thanks for coming along, Joe. Not that you had a lot of choice. Will you come back and see us sometime, say, in your next life? <laughs> okay, let's hear it for Joe! Okay, join us next week for another trial by TV when we'll have armed robbery, assault, incest, mass homicide, and lots, lots more.
Well, that very nearly concludes this week's Stop That Crime UK. A brief update on the calls we've received so far. We had a number of calls from interior decorators in crew. Uh, two or three from people with appalling Geordie accents, and all of them from Newcastle, strangely enough. <laughs> One or two thinking they'd heard Mike Channel recently on a children's programme playing Air in the Aardvark, but they couldn't be sure because all he said was Ark Ark. That one was from Flex. I'll be prepared to bet my life. Uh, remarkable call from the murderer in Southwark who was tricked by the chief inspector's clever ruse to ask him to phone in and give himself up. And an even more remarkable call from Mrs. Janice Coley who claims to have actually witnessed the holdup in 1742 and could she say hello to anyone who knows her? So, some incredibly useful information gleaned from those. Our thanks to Chief Inspector Compton for his criminal contribution to the show. You're beautiful, Mike. Oh, dear. Uh, and a reminder, finally, not to try any of the crimes yourself at home, as many of them are illegal. Radioactive was performed by Helen Atkinson Wood, Angus Deaton, Jeffrey Perkins, Philip Pope and Michael Fenton-Stevens. Song by Philip Pope and Angus Deaton. The programme was written by Angus Deaton and Jeffrey Perkins with additional material by John Cantor and Michael Fenton-Stevens. The producer was David Tyler. Sir Norman Tonsil would like to apologise for not presenting his weekly address to the nation, but he was somewhat disconcerted when he arrived at the station by the presence of rather a lot of police officers near his filing cabinets, and has taken off for an impromptu holiday in Venezuela. And now on Radioactive, it's time to say goodbye to Radio 4 listeners. Bye!